All right, welcome to the Fantasy Finish Line podcast. This is episode 22, and Jason, fire when ready. My name is Jason. Uh, it's always been Jason on the podcast. Across from me is Dave. Dave's always on the podcast as well. Dave, say hi to everybody. This is very important information that we're sharing with everyone. <laughs> How would they know? It could be completely different people. Like one day, the Drink 5 podcast is going to be like Chuck and Larry. Well, as long as they're accurate, I don't really care if someone steals my identity. And now they pronounce them. Just be God, <laughs> just be accurate, all right? And joined uh, is join, joining us is Vince Foss. Hi. We have not had as much to drink as we did last time, so I should not be not stumbling close, over my yeah. words so bad. Questionable. How are you? How I am doing Vince? well. How are you, Vince? I'm doing well. Well, doing thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm really happy that you're here because we can have a podcast where we can uh, coherently uh, discuss things all the way to the end. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's your challenge, all of our challenge tonight. That is to say that, that the last time we had a show that we didn't provide the audience with all kinds of insights, etc., which is incorrect. Incorrect, Jason. Completely incorrect. We uh, agree with Dave on this. You we don't have f- to necessarily be completely sober while also providing everyone with the insights they need. I like that. I like the way you're thinking. We're here for you. Also you. Oh, and also you. And look under your chairs. <laughs> There's a shot. It's under your chair. <laughs> and you get a shot. <laughs> you get a shot. <laughs> So the last time we did, we were on the show, we had a little bet, um, and this is going to keep adding on to our uh, previous bet. So one of these days, we're going to redeem this amazingly long-winded uh, bet that has like four little bets nested into it, um, and we'll you know write an article about it or something. Um, but what I want to know, you know, back on week seven stuff, I want to know, Vince, do you watch Monday Night Football? I do. Do you like Monday Night Football? Well, I like football, but I don't like, I like, football I don't like too. Booger McFarlane's back. Booger McFarlane's back. Or his, his crane that moves him around. <laughs> That's interesting. He reminds me of Krang from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where he has just like a giant contraption to move him around. And he's just sort of the soft thing in the middle. And his name's Booger. Oh, his guys. name is Booger. This seems very negative. Was it? Was it? Was it really that bad? It was terrible. Yeah. And Jason Witten is like not Tony Romo, so stop throwing ex cowboys in there thinking he's going to be great. Well, when oh, Jason- yes, being a cowboy is clearly the part that makes Tony Romo good at being uh, <laughs> an announcer. When Jason Witten had his uh, spleen injury, an alien actually came inside of him and has taken over. <laughs> it's going to be one of those podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> So I wonder what we can do to fix Monday Night Football. Can I tell you one thing that's great about Monday Night Football as a fantasy football owner? Okay. When it's hard to see numbers and stuff, but on the bottom of the screen it just throws everybody's name out there. I love that. When it says this name, number, this name, number, I'm like, all right, in case I... They do do they yeah. do give you a lot of numbers, but they don't show a lot of the game, which is unfortunate. That's the most unfortunate. But I do... That's one good thing I think that I've never seen in years past. 
on ESPN, I just get their numbers and their names, and I'm ready to rock. Like when I when I actually see football on the screen. Right. Sure. Sure. So, uh, did you watch the halftime show with Lil Yachty? Well, every halftime show is the same thing. It's a pre-recorded thing that happened, like the morning of or the night before. Oh, they're terrible. They're, they're so bad. It's it's you see this guy wearing different clothes afterwards. Like here he was, and it's like it's so bad. And, and then so bad. Have you have you caught the mid-broadcast commercial bits that they're doing? They I, they do like an Old Spice bit in the middle of the broadcast. I usually have better things to do, like watch Cheers reruns or something. Oh, good for you, Vince. Good for you. I, I find myself hate-watching Monday Night Football this season, which is unfortunate because whenever I've hate-watched something, I've eventually stopped watching it altogether. Um, is that going to be football for you? No, but it might be Monday Night Football. Hmm. I, I mean, it's you a terrible really broadcast. A you don't really have a team. I, it's always it, There's always something going on in fantasy for me on Monday night. Yeah. So I want to pay attention to the game, and I want to see how it goes down, but they're not showing me the game. So I don't care as much to watch ESPN. I'm almost better off watching like uh, a, a web feed of this is the play that happened. <laughs> like a play by play web feed web feed. It's like baseball where they show you each pitch count and some of that you just see this was a run. Oh I'm sure sh- there's probably a few things. Like I follow like like fantasy pros will show will highlight every play, stuff like that. I'll I'll follow those occasionally. I found myself several times this year turning the Monday night game off uh and, and throwing it up on the computer and then watching something else. Just, I mean, you know, I only have so many hours in the day like everyone else. I don't want to watch a really terrible broadcast. But it's a bummer. It makes me miss, think, why am I watching you this? You miss a great game. Like, sometimes we get a really good Monday night game. Yeah, like the Falcons and the Giants or the Bills and the Patriots this week. Am I thinking of Sunday night? Because we got, we, <laughs> you think we got Chiefs and Patriots. The Chiefs have we played got... the last two weeks on yeah. Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Wrong day. We'll get a great Sunday night game again this week. It's the Vikings and the Saints. Okay, that's what I want to. Oh no, you know, no, I'm thinking of Thursday now. Thursday, with the, the Vikings the, and Rams. No, Thursday. Well, that was a few weeks ago. I'm just saying, I'm Thursday this week. Monday Houston and and uh, and Miami. Brock Osweiler gets revenge against his old team. <laughs> I, I don't hate him as their quarterback right now. No, he's better than uh, than Tannehill. Rand Tannehill. I don't know if Tannehill's injured or if he has a case of Adam Gase hates him. Yes, Tannehill is injured, and I don't think he's better than Ryan Tannehill. But, <laughs> but well, I think well, the Dolphins have a quarterback problem that can only be addressed by uh, trading for or getting a new quarterback in the draft. Derek Carr to Miami, maybe? Yeah, I mean, that's possible. But clearly Derek Carr is also an issue. And I, I think we can talk about him a little later, too. But uh, that's the kind of thing that, that happened this particular week, right? Uh, is that there were a lot of uh, things moving around, moving pieces in the NFL. And it's because the trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday, the 30th, I believe. And so we're going to see a lot of things. If there's going to be any big moves during the season, they're going to happen in this next week. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we've been watching this streaks lately in the league, and I uh, just wanted to note a couple of guys had really impressive streaks come to an end. Uh, you've got Marcus Mariota uh, in his fourth year in the league finally threw a red zone interception. 
he had thrown 41 touchdowns and no interceptions going into the game uh, in London. So he still has not thrown uh, a red zone interception in this country. You know how we were picking those weird stats out for the Browns? Like they still hadn't won on a Sunday. He has another streak going of being a bad quarterback in 2018. Well, that goes back at least another year. (laughs) (laughs) And then Justin Tucker has a long streak of being a good kicker, and he's still a good kicker. Ah, yes. And I want to give credit to um, our our good buddy Jim, who will be joining us in a couple of weeks on the show. Uh, And he's uh, written many uh, columns for us. But uh, when I was playing him a few weeks ago, and he had Justin Tucker, he correctly pointed out to me that Justin Tucker does not miss extra points. And I'm like, oh, come on. He must have missed a few. And I looked it up, and he hadn't missed any. I just, but he's missed one. But this week, he <laughs> missed one. I do one. feel bad because he gets a bad rap because so many years before, so many years before, he'd miss these extra points when there were chip shots. Now it's kind of gotten a little different. So, yeah, he Justin missed Justin Tucker one. never missed no, any of those right. chip shots. I, I know, but, like, he missed a shot, but they've moved it back. It's changed it up. I know it hasn't happened recent. Yeah, but they moved this, it back, what, three years ago? You're right, but, like, it was bound to happen eventually. So he's got two. He had 222 attempts. The last three years must have counted for uh, 90 of those attempts, probably. You know, I mean, it, it's he's in his seventh year. So yeah, three and a half seasons of this. But he's he's not getting younger, and also it's still three years of it moved back from when it was when he first started. Like Graham on the chat room mentions also that Justin Tucker is a scratch golfer, which means. Uh, anybody who can play uh, basically to a handicap, a handicap of zero on a handicap. golf course. Uh, not a handicap. A handicap while, of, while singing Italian opera. So clearly the guy is just, um, he's, he's talented he's with, just with talented a ball. He's just talented as heck. Talented with a ball. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not going to go any further than I've that. Unfortunately <laughs> Justin Tucker, Tucker, good with the balls. Good with the good balls. Good with the balls. He, uh, <laughs> he's very careful with the balls, but he did lose the game because of the balls. What? <laughs> One one time in years, it's fine. But generally, good with the balls. Uh, that's, that's are you saying that this usually doesn't happen? Yes, it's just this one time. What right. have I signed up for today? <laughs> he dropped the ball just this one time. Just this time. <laughs> that's uh, a good point, actually, bringing up that he's a scratch golfer because uh, someone can be kind of a uh, savant in one area, but if you are a really good athlete, you'll find normally that uh, those people are skilled in multiple arenas. You know, like Russell Wilson, who almost went to baseball, etc. Sure, the, those athletes are good in multiple arenas, and when you find that, I think Russell Wilson's good at other sporting things. I get the feeling that Russell Wilson's terrible at most things in life. Well, I, I think Russell Wilson's probably good at uh, at Golden Tee 2019. Okay, and is that a plug? Did you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a part. New of that podcast sponsor, <laughs> Golden Tee 2019. Anyway, Justin Tucker is a scratch golfer. But come on, guys, you have to agree with me. If if someone is an athlete that's good at multiple sports, for example, it usually means that they're they're just really talented in general. It means they have good eye eye hand coordination. And, yes, and, nobody's ever accused Bo Jackson of being clumsy. Well, that's the most extreme <laughs> example you can have. But yes, when they say like he used to be a basketball player, even though it's super annoying, it does mean that that <laughs> it does mean that they're a tight end. <laughs> they're a tight end. Yes, it does 100%. mean that they're they're going to be maybe extra talented. If they're if been good at several sports, sure. That's all I'm saying. Means that they can jump out of the gym, as they say. Oh boy, <laughs> all the cliches. Uh, so a couple of streaks that have been extended now. Adam Thielen checking in with him. Another hundred yard game. What is amazing with Thielen is that he uh, is super consistent in a standard league. He's never been below ten or above twenty points this in a week this year. He's the best receiver in football. So right he's now. consistent, but he never goes off. Like his floor is higher than some players' ceiling. 
Yeah. Uh, but his ceiling is pretty low. He's got like he he's like in the uh, being John Malkovich. He's on the seven and a half floor or whatever. Okay. I <laughs> know. I agree. I agree with you. I think he breaks Megatron's. I'm, I'm a Lions fan, and yeah. I think he's that. He's good. one game shy of tying it. Megatron's record is eight games, and yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with Megatron's record. Doesn't have anything to do anything to do. I'm down with the seven with starting the seven point five uh, floor. By the way, the only thing I don't like about the Malkovich situation is Malkovich. is one. Being dumped out on the side of the highway, Cyrus and two—that seems like uh, a poor planning. <laughs> and two, uh, what happens uh, if you if you abuse the system? Uh, the Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich is not. Uh, I don't want to get into that. That <laughs> seems like a bad time. Uh, and then uh, we had Patrick Mahomes had another 300-yard passing game. That's six straight for him. Uh, he is on pace to throw for 5,000 yards this year. Not that he's on pace for the most yardage. Even Roethlisberger and Matt Ryan are both. Uh, on pace for more than him. Well, we're breaking records because we're making it so easy for quarterbacks. Yes, this year more than any other is just, we're going to make it so easy for offenses. There are so many third down, like, uh, holding and just, you know, it's almost like the refs were said, were told, like, throw a flag if you think that it's close and it keeps the drive moving. You know? Because I, you know, I, I'm okay with it as long as it's within the rules. I guess. Well, I can't influence what happens in the NFL with rules, and I got to tell you, it it does make it even more exciting for us watching to have more points uh, from the wide receivers and quarterbacks. That's what I want. And uh, if that's what happens, I mean, that's what's happening right now. You're seeing it, and so we we might get uh, some some record breaking quarterback performances this year. It probably will happen, and and that's fine uh, as far as I'm concerned. There is a point where it's going to be a major issue, uh, but right now I, I think it's still just a little a little bit uh, uh, subdued. So so we'll see. I'm sure you agree, but you also want everyone to be healthy, and and you can't be healthy and then also be destroying the quarterback every play. <laughs> this is true. So you know if they can reduce like season-ending injuries while keeping uh, the offense up, I'm okay with that. Well, they haven't really done that for the skilled positions, just the quarterbacks. <laughs> Well, they're trying to with the uh, you know. flag football is coming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for right now, I like the NFL. We'll have sarcastic ball soon enough. <laughs> um. So yeah, we will. Uh, we'll move on here in a sec. Dave, you gotta give me some volume. Never mind. My favorite thing is uh, I got a contract gig one time to take that song and um, and and take out the Ghostbusters and replace it with someone's name. And oh, they, that's awesome! They, they were doing Did it, it for not like, fit at all. It was like for a corporate event, and uh, they Steve were Steve Miller, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so they're like, "Oh, we're going to do something special for him. Put up a PowerPoint presentation. And he walks in, we'll play Ghostbusters, and then instead of saying Ghostbusters, there's something strange in the neighborhood. Who are you going to call?" Steve Justice. I'm like, all right. But I had I had like uh, five or six people come and help me record it, so it sounded like multiple people in the chorus yelling, and it was really fun. 
But uh, I felt kind of weird doing it. And Ray Parker Jr., probably not listening to this fantasy football broadcast. <laughs> but if he is, don't sue me, man. I'll give you accurate fantasy expert advice. We can, we can work out a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> you don't even know him. So what's... What's the scoop? Where are we in the uh, in the outline here? Uh, well, it's on you, Dave, to uh, talk about some trends, maybe. So earlier today, uh, Jason and I, as we always do, we're kind of fleshing out what the outline is for for this evening's podcast. Uh, and one of the things that I wanted to touch on is something that I always love doing, which is player trends. And I think when you have enough time that has passed, in this case, we have seven weeks uh, before uh, this week. Some of those weeks might include a bye week for specific teams. Might not. I don't know. Um, but in the most in most cases, you have at least six weeks. Uh, well, in all cases, you have at least six weeks of information. So what we want to do is take that information and turn it into something that you can use. We want to discuss some players you might have on your team and some people that even might be on the waiver wire or be tradable goods uh, that you could pick up or let go. So I, I took two quarterbacks, two running backs, and two wide receivers. So I'd love for you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean Jason and Vince sitting right across from me here. I was going to say, who are you talking to? <laughs> to participate in this conversation uh, in that we have some actual stats, and I want to know from you guys what you think about their trends going forward. So let's start with quarterbacks. I've got Russell Wilson. Um, I don't have to tell you all of this information. It will be available on an article on drink5.com afterwards with my specific opinions, but this is more like a discussion question. Um, he's 92% owned, number 22 quarterback. Now, last year, he was, in most leagues, the number one quarterback overall scoring. He's had 104.52 fantasy points total, and looking at his past couple weeks, the past three games, week four versus Arizona, um, he had 8.98 points. That's zero touchdowns, 172 yards. Week 5 versus the Rams, he picked it up with 19.92 points. This is all in a standard scoring league. Yeah. 198 yards, three touchdowns. And then week 6 versus Oakland, he had 222 yards, three touchdowns, 21.88 points. So he's been trending up. Sure. Now, from my perspective, it is a tough start for him being number 22 when he was just recently number 1. But he just rested through the bye week in week 7. Doug Baldwin is healthy. He, uh, in week six, got six for eight targets, 91 yards. So it sounds like he's getting back to what he used to be. Yeah, but that's the first game that Baldwin's had all year. He had any points. He had a game before that as well where he just had a couple passes. Well, yeah, but I mean like anything meaningful. He's got 13 points on the year in three games. Sure. Well, he's healthy and performing. This is all I'm saying. I mean, I'll open it up for discourse in a moment. So Tyler Lockett locked in as the WR2 there, has done okay, uh, but Seattle's been struggling in general. The rushing attack has been doing better. It's not helping fantasy owners that it's three different people doing rushes, right? Rashad Penny and Mike, uh, is it Mike Brown and Chris Carter? Carson? Chris Carson. Yeah. So the three of them uh, splitting up the carries, and it doesn't look good for fantasy owners, but they're still doing well uh, for team-wise. Uh, the second half of the season is where Russell Wilson has oftentimes come back, uh, and, and it might not be different this year. So he goes up against Detroit in Week 8. Vince is a big Detroit fan. You know that that defense has allowed eight touchdowns over the past three games, a lot of passing yards. Can Russell Wilson continue the upward trend and be startable going forward? So the question is, 
is he going to come back in this second half of the season and be a top 10 or 12 quarterback like he should be? Or are the problems that faced the Seattle Seahawks at the beginning of the year still going to carry with them in the, in the back half? I think it's going to be a case-by-case, case, you know, like like play the matchups with him. I know, but 22. I mean, number 22. So you really couldn't be starting him in a regular, <laughs> you know, in, on a regular basis in a redraft league. I'm asking you now if maybe you can. No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has more points than him. Don't worry about yeah, what has happened in the past. But Ryan's also that's a, gone. That's a trap that fantasy people I'm a people guy who into. loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's gone. He's a big bearded but I'm man. Just, that's just smart. Russell Wilson hasn't done much yet. All that matters is how it happens going forward. That's why trends are important. It may be just me being biased right now, but I still don't think he's a starting option right now. I, th- he, I don't know. So 19 points in week five, 21 points in week six. Going against Detroit, who is is susceptible and open to passing attacks. Yeah, we had new. No, no, I'm I'm thinking he doesn't like it, Jason. I don't like it. What's your opinion? I think that uh, specifically this next game, um, you know, Seattle's going to keep running the ball probably. Yeah. Russell Wilson has thrown the ball fewer than thirty times, fewer than you know twenty six or fewer times in the last four games. They're running the shit out of the ball in Seattle, and I think that they're going to continue doing that. Uh, it was something that they wanted to do in order to keep Russell Wilson from getting killed. So the three touchdowns in the, in the past two games are just, you're just going to discount them. <laughs> well, they played the Rams, and it was like a back-and-forth shootout. And they played Oakland, which was like a, a nothing team. And now they play Detroit, which is like uh, the seventh or eighth worst passing Come defense on. in the NFL. Look, Russell Wilson is a feast or famine guy. You know, He's got multiple touchdowns or none. I understand, but I disagree with you guys, and uh, uh, I think that Russell Wilson will pick it up in the second half. I think his pieces are coming together. I think what you really need to understand is is not what has happened, but what will happen based on the trends. Of this course. Is, I, I just don't see him changing that much this year. Well, based he's on clearly it. trended up over the past couple of games. But he started, he started out just as well and then went down. It wasn't the touchdowns. It was it was the rushing yardage, etc. His first game was his highest scoring game, and he threw three touchdowns in that game. So I guess we'll disagree. But I I happen to like Russell Wilson in the second half. Um, it's going to be reflected in my rankings going forward, and I, I suggest that you guys pick him up because he's probably been cut by teams. He still, was the quarterback one. He still owned in ninety two percent of Yahoo leagues. Yep. Who were those eight? I mentioned that earlier. Who were those eight? I just said a couple. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Mitchell Trubisky. He is 66% owned, number eight quarterback, 142.26 fantasy points. And week four versus Tampa Bay scored 43 points. Week six versus Miami, 28 points. And week seven versus New England, 33 points. The biggest reason why I put him on this as a trend list is because his touchdowns have gone down in each subsequent game in the past three weeks, and his interceptions have gone up. So zero, one, and two interceptions versus six, three, and two touchdowns in the same time. I know that a lot of people are very emotionally attached to Mitchell Trubisky in the Chicago area, for example, and I know that a lot of people now have started latching onto him as a fantasy quarterback. But I personally don't think that uh, that this uh, specific section of fantasy points is necessarily indicative of how he'll perform over the course of the year. However. Uh, he is. Uh, he had just gone up over uh, Tampa Bay, which is the number one, and New England number seven in the top ten worst passing defenses in the league. So part of the reason why his numbers are inflated is because he did play those two teams. 
as he goes up against the Jets in Week 8, which is a middle-of-the-road passing defense, do you think that Trubisky is someone that you should pick up and start, or or you know gather uh, in the in the in, in the depths of your fantasy team, or is that someone who will fall back to earth and become a borderline unstartable on the Andy Dalton line? Well, as a Detroit fan again, that you want me to like, all right, I'll probably go against him. I think he's going to be playing from behind a lot, and I think I know. Well, he's, he's playing the Jets, not 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 the Lions. Yeah, but the Lions play the Jets, and we saw what the Jets. Did what the, the Jets Lions. did to the Lions. So, well, this oh. isn't you know Kevin Bacon. It's, uh, <laughs> the, no, the, you're right. You're right. If you go from right. the Lions to start, there's but clearly. We're, talk, we're not talking about this. There's mean, only one. I'm playing separation. six degrees of Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I'm not just talking about this week in general. Just in going forward, I think they should beat the Jets. They're bad. I don't know what happened. Signal calling issues with the Lions. Regardless, I'm I'm, I'm discarding that game. But their passing the defense, the their passing defense is mediocre. Still, yeah, they're still they're, they're their passing of, defense is still better than Tampa Bay and New England. Yeah, I still I'm liking Mitchell Trubisky for the rest of the season as a guy who was so anti Mitchell Trubisky because he played what eight games at North Carolina before he went pro and got moved up in the draft. Pick Not very many, yes. Yeah, and he's still having major problems. If you look at the game, he's passing uh, he's like wild passes yeah. for interceptions. Uh, he's not throwing to like his major wide receivers, but continuing with the tight ends and the slot receivers. Um, it, they're all signals of a quarterback that is not um, doesn't have a full grasp of the offense. Oh, yeah. definitely. And for some reason, they're having him throw the ball a ton. Yeah, unlike, fifty times. Et right. Unlike Russell Wilson, Mitchell Trubisky's only thrown the ball fewer than thirty times once this year. Right. But so, he's getting those points more than he's losing those points. Well, you throw an interception. Trubisky is it's averaging, good to be a fantasy quarterback if if you're constantly throwing the ball. Yeah, and I Trubisky's think averaging be. thirty-five points a game in the last three games. And over the last four games, he's still the highest scoring player in all of football over Mahomes, over Todd Gurley. It's insane. But I don't buy it at all. Mitchell Trubisky is a complete mystery to me. I would convince someone else to start him. <laughs> and if you lose to Mitchell Trubisky, for me. then who cares? Well, this is what I'm saying. Oh, well. Now, clearly, if you have him on your team and it's it's working for you and you're winning games, uh, it, it's questionable at best to take him out. Because is if, it a single quarterback league you're starting him? Yeah. Well, if dude, if it's working, he is, he's scoring more points than, than most other quarterbacks. I just said he's scoring more points than everybody. Right. Point point being. That doesn't make any sense. It's it's because it's that, it's that weird thing that happens. Uh, when you have a an offense that people can't figure out, like Kansas City, like Patrick Mahomes, the Bears have a similar offense where they're running trick plays, they're doing crazy stuff, they're passing to eight different people, and they just can't figure it out. And the difference between Mahomes and Trubisky is that Trubisky also runs it for first downs all the time. Yeah, and so he's getting extra points. But I agree with you that I don't think he can keep it up. I don't think it's sustainable. He's throwing too much for a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience. Uh, their offense itself is unsustainable, um, but but right now it's working. So is someone like Vince who's starting him? How can you tell them to take a person out of their lineup that's scoring thirty five points? A I week? did. I did go from you Ryan, can't. Ryan you can't Fitzpatrick. Tell I went from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Mitchell Trubisky. So You're just riding on streaks over here. It's amazing. I'm a streak guy. Yeah. He he In went eight for twenty in the first <laughs> half of that game. I it's mean, pretty intense. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> So uh, we think he'll drop off, but but for the time being, I mean, he's scoring you points. You you got to put him up as a he might be a bad NFL quarterback or or an average NFL quarterback, but he's awesome at fantasy right now. <laughs> RG three was a great fantasy quarterback for a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about running backs. 
So uh, I've got uh, David Johnson. You guys know David Johnson? Familiar David with David Johnson. It's a very generic name. He's, he's, he's 100% owned in Yahoo Leagues, which <laughs> means that, uh, that you can't drop him, basically. You can't drop him. <laughs> um, number 11 running back and 82.10 fantasy points total. Week 5 versus San Francisco, uh, he had 19.10 points. He scored two touchdowns on the ground. Week 6 versus Minnesota, 10.90 points, one touchdown on the ground. Uh, similar yardage, 55-54, and two passes. Week 7 versus Denver, 7 points. That's 39 rush yards, 31 reception yards. So the major problem with David Johnson has been the Cardinals um, in general. Uh, their, their problems at quarterback. Now they've got a rookie who I assume they're going to have for the rest of the year, and that's fine. But they had problems with the offensive play calling. You guys know it. You watch the games, I'm sure. You saw David Johnson just being called to run in the middle of the tackles. Run up the middle. Run up the middle. Every single time. When all of us know, having played or at least playing against David Johnson, you know that when you watch those games, he's the guy that has the space to to break away for fifty yard you know touchdowns and and to constantly gain he needs six to get seven the ball yards in space. That's right. So Bruce Arians, uh, he was great with him, but now unfortunately uh, not so good with Mike McCoy. Now thankfully the Cardinals fired Mike McCoy. <laughs> right. They're going back to Byron Leftwich, who is a uh, student of Bruce Arians and worked under him for a while. And even though he's kind of a newbie to the coaching experience. Uh, I've seen a lot, and Bruce Arians has even uh, made some comments saying he'll be fine. Uh, it's going to all work out. Uh, Bruce Arians on the sideline being interviewed. You know it's great? When you're off the teams, you can say whatever you want. Arians is like, yeah, uh, the previous offensive coordinator was not doing a good job. I think that Leftwich will be able to make David Johnson uh, a great running back again. Yeah, I like his matches coming up. I think that David Johnson's a buy-low target. So, uh, facing... Uh, the 49ers, who are the seventh worst rushing defense right now, allowing uh, about 100 yards and a touchdown per game. And then they have a bye in week nine. So my question to you guys is this. David Johnson can't be uh, picked up. He is, he is already owned everywhere. But is it someone that you might want to send out a trade offer for, like Jason said, to buy low? Because I feel like with this new um, offensive coordinator, and something's clicking with Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald and, and Josh, the new quarterback, uh, maybe the, the last half of the season will be better for them. Do you think he's a play this week? Or do you think that it needs to wait till after the bye week and, and see what happens? To me, David Johnson's the, the biggest, like, you, you own him, but he's the first quarterback that, I'm mean, sorry, quarterback, sorry, running back that you would own that you would actually compare to your flex guys. Like, should I switch him? I think... He no, I, I don't. I don't like him. I don't like David Johnson. So you don't want to put him in. I don't want to put him in unless I have nothing else. It's weird because he's a starter. You would always want to start, but so you want to see the numbers before you do it. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Now you might be a person like I said that's waiting till after the bye week to see what happens with the new play calling. Of course, we're on the opposite side of most of this tonight, Vince. Yeah. I, I, I love you. I, I I love you too, man. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just fantasy football. But I definitely think that David Johnson is a guy that you could start this week. I would use the bye week as an excuse to kind of go a little low 
on your offers. Say, hey, I'm going to eat his bye week for you. Send a player maybe that already took a bye. Yeah, I think a buy low offer would be awesome right and, now. And, and it's David Johnson still, so don't insult the person. Otherwise, you're not going to get a dialogue going. But yeah. I really think that you could offer a lower-end WR2 uh, or, or like uh, a guy maybe that someone's hot on right now uh, or a, a good quarterback for David Johnson. Yeah, in a redraft league, I think you could offer a good WR2 and someone might bite because he just has been trending down. This is kind of the reason why I like to identify these guys because look at how his points are. Think about how an owner in a redraft league of this player is going to be disappointed. Sure. And if they see an offer from you uh, right before the trade line, uh, the trade deadline in most redraft leagues, for a guy that is, uh, you know, between like um, 19 and 11 or 10 or whatever. Um, that would be a good trade because I, I feel like he's going to step forward too. I just, you know, David Johnson is disappointing. He's not a bust at all. No, 11 is still good. It's he's, just not where he was drafted. Him and Bell are the only running backs that were drafted high who aren't performing at a very high level. Right I don't now. think you can compare David Johnson to Le'Veon Bell because David Johnson's number 11 and Le'Veon Bell is number zero. No points. Zero points. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, I, I go after Le- David Johnson, I think. He likes Le'Veon Bell. I think we all want to see what, what's going to happen there. But we're not going to talk about it tonight. We refuse to. So Do you, you guys refuse to. I want to, I'm just kidding. Latavius, there's nothing to talk about. He, he's there's not, nothing to talk about. Until he shows up, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, every single week it's like, and the news is, he didn't show up. The news is there's no news, but it's important news, and it's breaking news. Oh, we have to make sure that we update you in an hour. There's nothing else going on. Because they're sponsored by, you know, Rolaids or whatever. <laughs> uh, Latavius Murray is my second running back. So this is an interesting case. 79% owned, number 24 running back overall. Uh, 60.70 fantasy points total. Now, note that that is only uh, 22 points less than David Johnson. And Latavius <laughs> Murray did not really play uh, very much in the first couple weeks of the season because, obviously, Delvin Cook was there. Uh, they had some other running backs that were healthy. They were circling in. Now, week five against Philadelphia, 5.6 points, 42 rushing yards. Week six against Arizona. See, he was just trying to find his groove there. 155 rushing yards, one touchdown, 21.8 points. And then week seven versus the New York Jets, he had 69 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and 20.30 points. So It's, his- it's hard to say to sit anybody lately because defenses are so bad. His touchdowns have improved each game going forward. He's being more trusted as a goal line target. There's really no one there in depth that's playing except for Latavius Murray. There's not like another guy who's getting a ton of carries. Not happening. Uh, the latest news on Delvin Cook is that he'll be out through the Vikings Week 10 bye, which means that Latavius Murray is going to be good for the next two games. Uh, the first person they play is, is the New Orleans Saints, who have actually been good against the run. And no one has gone over 80 yards against them. But, obviously, you know, the Vikings passing offense will get it to the goal line. I still expect him to get a touchdown or two in this game. And uh, they'll they'll be going up against the Lions rushing defense the next week. And I can certainly see him getting 80 to 100 yards in that game as well. So, is this someone uh, who can maintain his current fantasy relevance? While Delvin Cook is out, and there's no guaranteeing he comes back, by the way, is this a guy that you start every week, or are you a little bit worried about it? Do you think it's a flash in the pan? Um, personally, I like Latavius Murray. I think play him the next two weeks. He should be scoring you touchdowns. Jason, what do you think? 
Um, yeah, as long as we know that Delvin Cook is out, and they've pretty much said he's going to be out through the week nine by week ten by. So week ten by. So we have the next two weeks for sure. Um, their matchups right now: New Orleans and Detroit. You know, I'm fine with that. I think that Minnesota can move the ball on anybody. Minnesota can put up points on anybody. Yeah, he's clearly the goal line back. So you know, really, what you need to do is just get there. And he'll be the guy pushing in the touchdown. Minnesota is one of the things that we don't really have in the league, and they're good on offense and good on defense. We have a lot of teams that are great on offense and terrible on defense, or teams that are you know that, that aren't both. Uh, we don't have a lot of teams that are just good at both. Um, so I think they'll just be good, and he'll be a fine start. His ceiling is probably what we've seen the last two weeks, where it's around 20, 21 points in a standard league. Uh, he doesn't really see a lot of catches, right? Uh, about two per game. Okay. So, you know, uh, you may get a little bonus there, but I wouldn't count on it. So, yeah, I, I'm really thinking um, you're going to want a guy who is going to have a floor of 10 and a ceiling of 20 starting every week. Well, clearly you want that. Yeah. But uh, do you believe in him is the thing? Uh, Vince, what do you think? I believe in him for these couple – as long as they don't have a divisional match against Buffalo because we know what happens when Buffalo comes to Minnesota. But uh, – They no. win? <laughs> They're new rivals. By a lot. No, I'm just being funny. But um, He's mad at Buffalo. No, I don't. Mind Buffalo, unless they, Buffalo. unless they color rush, like we don't like when Buffalo and New York play in the color rush game. No, are you colorblind? That's racist. Hey, oh, um, <laughs> I, I like him as long as Dalvin Cook's not in. I like, I yeah, like so him. you got a couple weeks, yes. Well, yeah, when Dalvin Cook's around, Latavius Murray was getting four and two and two yeah. carries. Well, Cook is good, but it's one of those cases this year of like they kept trying to bring him back when he wasn't healthy, and it, it sucks, you know. I, I, um, I think Latavius Murray's fine, but don't delude yourself into thinking he's a good running back. No, because it, towards <laughs> the end of the season, it. they're going to bring back Cook, he's going to be healthy, and Murray's going to be relegated to the back of the pack, yeah. right? He's just he's getting all the yards that are there. And a, f- and a few more against some bad defenses. But you Arizona know, was bad at stopping the run against them. You know what's important is getting yourself to the front of the pack in the playoff team. So um, if you have Latavius Murray, you can ride him for two weeks and then get rid of him. Do it. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers. I've got Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, 96% owned, which basically means you can't get him anywhere. He just wasn't undroppable. That 4% of the leagues are not paying attention. <laughs> uh, number three wide receiver overall in standard scoring leagues. 94.72 fantasy points total. Week five versus the Jets, he scored 7.2 points. He had 72 receiving yards on nine uh, receptions. Week six versus the Rams, he had 17.5 points. That is 115 receiving yards on seven receptions and one touchdown. And then week seven versus Arizona, he had 21.32 points, which is 102 receiving yards on six receptions and a touchdown. I think he had uh, um, another. Uh, he had a passing touchdown. A passing about a 38 touchdown. yard passing touchdown. Yeah. So, and I think he had a run uh, for like 20 yards or something. So he was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week in Week 7. Clearly the best oh, wide cool. receiver on the Broncos this season. Demarius Thomas and Sanders were both technically and and still kind of are available for trade as the Denver Broncos kind of climb into a rebuilding zone uh, that they unfortunately have to go into because they're just not that great of a football team. Right. Um, he is sitting right now at number three among all wide receivers in fantasy points, which is amazing. Probably even higher in PPR because he's got a lot of receptions. 
Now, there was some concern over his ankle injury. He suffered at the end of the game last week. Uh, fortunately, that is not a concern anymore. He's been removed from the injury report. Going up against the Chiefs in Week 8, who give up a ton of yards to opposing receivers, which makes it a dream matchup for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. So my question is not, will he do well? My question is, is it a good How time? How well will he do? No. My question is, <laughs> is it a good time to, to try and buy him? from or sell him to another fantasy manager. I, I almost don't want to comment on this because I own him in the most important league that I'm in. And I've been contemplating that exact same Well, of course, because question. when people reach their pinnacle of value, which is right now, right. should you try to, to buy that person? Like, say say you're on a team and, and Sanders could be that guy that takes you to the championships. Do you, do you buy him? You know, uh, Or if you have Sanders, like you said, um, and you're not necessarily gonna gonna win, or you want future value. Uh, is that someone who you want to sell for his top absolute top value yeah. that will never get there again? So, so let me go through my thinking because we've always said on the podcast uh, that you know we're gonna give our honest opinion, even though we know our opponents are listening. Uh, anyways, I, I really like Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, I have been contemplating selling him because he's playing really well. Uh, and, and I don't have much faith in Case Keenum, and I know that there was a lot of rumblings in Denver about probably benching Case Keenum. However, uh, a little development happened this week. Uh, the the guy who was sort of slated to back up, uh, to, to take uh, the job, uh, Chad Kelly, right? He's going to jail. Well, he got arrested. I don't think he's going to go to jail. I'm just kidding. This. I just want to, be, I want to be very dramatic about it. <laughs> but uh, Chad Kelly, I'm getting his name right, right? Yeah. He was cut from the team, so now there really is nobody there to take Case Keenum's place. So I'm going from a possible sell uh, to a hold on Emmanuel Sanders. Also, I'm in a position where I would like to win right now. So I think that Emmanuel Sanders on my team is probably going to help me more than whoever I'm going to get him get for him. So, but that always that always depends on what the trade really is. If you can sell him really high, I think that you might still want to go for that. What, are you saying that you wouldn't go out and buy him? But like no, you, f- no, I'm all for well. I, I would agree with not like no, I wouldn't. He's not the guy that's gonna break your make your team better. Like you're like not gonna. Set. Well, he's a number three wide receiver in standard league. Yeah. So, so clearly, if you're if you're a team that's on the precipice, for example, of uh, if like you're you're one of the better teams that's going into the playoffs, then clearly, if you if you get a guy like Sanders, right. Um, it could be the the thing that changes your whole. Sure, outlook. I just I I, I I I hate putting that faith in Case Keenum on the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you would lose more to get him. But knowing that Keenum will probably be around for the whole season now, and Emmanuel Sanders is like a favorite target of Keenum, you know, I, I got to make sure that Dave didn't spill a shot on his he computer did. there. I've been watching. <laughs> it also seems like all the quarterbacks always love Sanders because he's an amazing receiver. Right. Uh, so Sanders has so a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown this year. That's great. How many other people can you say that? Wait, Odell Beckham Jr.? No? Uh, I don't think he's got a rushing touchdown. Okay, I just want to make sure. He does wanna... have a passing <laughs> touchdown. And a receiving, yes. Um, It would have to be like a, you know, a Todd Gurley or something like that. Sure. Would need to throw a, a touchdown. Or so, my family. Ladanian Tomlinson, my, my big, my big. Guy. He, he doesn't play football anymore. Wait, so, wait, so what? let's close up on this. So, do uh, you think? Uh, uh, what were your final thoughts about Sanders? Uh, as far I, as buy, buy, sell. I'm. I, I I was gonna be in a sell mode for Sanders because I felt like he had sort of reached the top, especially in a dynasty league. Uh, 
I, um, I don't think he'll have more value than this. But I also think that because he's going to be in a stable situation right now, he may be more help for me on my team. I mean, he is the third highest scoring wide receiver in the league. He is, but like you said, they, they have quarterback controversy at the moment. I would need a good deal for Sanders now. Sure. Instead of trying to unload him and taking something or other, I need a good deal. And you're into possibly... I'm all on hold. Like, I don't want to buy him, but I also don't want to sell him. You like, want to wait till he gets... Maybe he falls if, down a little if bit. If I have him, I'm just going to ride ride the high wave with him, but of I'm not going like, to seek him out. Yeah. Gotcha. I've gone from sell to hold, I'd say. <laughs> so the last uh, wide receiver I have to talk about is Jordy Nelson. Very interesting case. 71% owned, which means he is available in several kinds of leagues. And at the very least, you could buy him, especially right now before he's put up any... Uh, major points due to the trade that just happened this past week. Number 37 wide receiver, 52.30 fantasy points total. In week four uh, against Cleveland, he had five receptions for 48 yards and one touchdown. Week five against the LA Chargers, 43 recept- uh, sorry, 43 yards on four receptions for one touchdown, 10.30 points. And week six, he had a horrible game. Uh, it was two receptions for six yards, point six points. Yeah, that was the the London game for the Raiders. You burned that tape. But yeah, that tape is not. It's not something I'm. It didn't including. even make it across the pond. It's basically an outlier that I'm not going to include in this in these stats. So he has had a big game this season, Jordy Nelson, week three, six for one seventy three, and he has scored three touchdowns over the year. Even though he's been on kind of a dumpster fire of a team with Gruden and kind Cooper of. and all the trades and everything. Last night you insisted they were the dumpster fire. Marshawn Lynch going on <laughs> IR, like the whole team. Derek Carr just mad at everybody, and the team's mad at him. Everything is is just crazy over there in Oakland. But. Um, I mean, that's just a reflection of the state of the team, right? So with wide receiver one, Amari Cooper, going to the Cowboys, Nelson should be the number one on that team going forward. And his share of targets will go up. So if we look at his share of targets not even going up, but being the same as they were in weeks three and four, which were at their peak, that was eight targets each week. Week three was 23.3 points, and week four was 12.8 points. The highest fantasy totals of the season came when he got the targets. We know Jordy Nelson is good. He's not incredibly old. Good things were said about him. We know Derek Carr can throw touchdowns. He can throw the ball. Regardless of what's happening on that team, they have to throw the ball to the number one receiver. And I think that they can probably be used as a measuring stick, uh, those previous games, going forward to say that Jordan Nelson will, will most likely score between 10 and 20 fantasy points in a standard league per game based on the share of targets that he's had in the past uh, going forward will have. And he's very used to those number one defensive backs, etc., cetera, uh, on this particular team. And Oakland is also going to be is going to be very much uh, catching up to other teams. Is going to be passing. They're the always ball. going to be playing from behind. And so That's Nelson will get those targets. He will score those fantasy points. And I think that that makes him someone who should be inserted into starting lineups going forward. At the very least, on your team, because a lot of people have dropped him over the past couple of weeks. At this point, why wouldn't Derek Carr just say, "Fuck it, I'm going to throw it deep all the time"? <laughs> I mean, John Gruden would appreciate that, I think. Um, so I, I look for Jordy Nelson to really improve. His targets, he only has 31 targets on the season. Uh, you know, through six games, that's garbage. So I, I hope that he can move to double-digit targets. If that's the case, he's going to be a solid WR2 for the rest of the year. 
I don't know that that's garbage. That that proves five that, targets a game is pretty bad. That proves that, uh, well again those two games he had eight targets per game, uh, and that's what we're looking at when when someone is being targeted as the main receiver on the team. But since the, since those eight target games, he's also got a four and a three. So now that because, Cooper is gone, because he was I the wide the receiver two or three, yeah, right. Now that he's gone, I'm I'm looking at the eights and saying it better be eight or more. This is my point. This is this is the whole thing that I'm trying to describe here. So as his trend goes down, that was mostly because of the the issues with the team, uh, the the addition of several pass catchers out there like Jared Cook and. Um, and Amari Cooper, and with with Cooper gone to the Cowboys, they have to trade up to the best number one receiver on that team, which is not Martavis Bryant because he's not even going to be oh, playing man. football. Uh, I like Martavis. Are you, are you he's about to get suspended. He's going to get suspended again. <laughs> I mean, you can you can say you like him, and that's fine. He might be good in, in years uh, going forward, but not this year. So Jordy Nelson is the guy that becomes the WR1, and he's a better WR1 to have than someone like Kelvin Benjamin on the Buffalo Bills. He's a guy that will actually catch you a touchdown in 80 yards. So that's what I'm looking at as a floor for Jordy Nelson going forward. They are going to score points. He's going to be the one to help them score those points. His floor right now is basically 10 points, and that's a great floor. No, his floor is much lower than that because he's on Oakland. I feel like his floor still could be a three-point game. I disagree. But, but I think his ceiling has gone, you know, his consistency should be much better, and his ceiling's even gone up. Okay, any any uh, insight from the Vince over here? I don't know about Jordy Nelson. You got me all twisted up about my Martavis Bryant. <laughs> I, need to, I need to somehow package him somewhere and get him going. Well, we better do it before he gets suspended. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be I out know. of you gotta do that trade. The trade like has to happen this week. So no, he's no. Do it. I like Jordy Nelson. Always have, and uh, you're just a fan of Jordy Nelson. I get it. It's fan. okay. It's okay to like Jordy Nelson. I'm a I'm a Lions fan though. It's I not, know it's okay. It's I'm telling you, it's okay. Well, I disagree with Jason's uh, uh, posit that the uh, that the floor would go way down um, because he'd be the WR one. Uh, but you know the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. So if I'm saying ten, he's saying three, then we're gonna call it seven. He's a WR two. He's a good WR two. Very good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he wasn't before. That's the thing. He was. He was he's in the, the late thirties. Option on the team for sure. But what? But here's why I want everyone who is listening to this to know. Uh, this is someone who we're identifying as someone who's trending down. People dropped right, and he was the number thirty-seven wide receiver. But I look at him going forward as being, um, you know, like breaking into the top 20. Sure. I think that a lot of people who have him are going to hold and see what happens now that Cooper's gone, though. Well, it's only 71, which means some leagues have him available. And you have to, you have to remember that uh, th- there were probably a lot of uh, drops that just happened this past week because he scored 0.6 points. Point. Well, that was last week. Yeah, I know. He was but, on by week seven. But we're not done yet. You know, like uh, there's still people well, dropping. Like Indy, San Francisco. I mean, like those are great matchups. You know. So you agree with me? Jordan Nelson is a good pickup and play. Sure. I totally think so, and I agree with myself. I just, I just, you know, temper your Self, expectations. Pretty good on the floor there. That's I'll be yourself. Saying. Don't tell me to temper. I already said compromise at seven. It's got to be seven. That's ridiculous. You can't have six minute abs. Yes, yeah, ridiculous. Seven minute abs. 
So, so that's all I got. The player trends are cool. It will be an article up on drink5.com later this week uh, with my uh, specific thoughts and along with all those numbers and statistics. We have some more stuff to talk about. But before that, here's a message from our sponsors. Thank you for our sponsor, Lee Ho Fook. <laughs> Lee Ho Fook Chinese. Steve Chumman. Go ahead, order us. We won't fook you up. We don't use werewolves in our meat. So I figured we'd get back to a segment that I had a lot of fun with last year. Uh, we were talking about the over-unders, just, you know, pick up some players with interesting matchups so that we can discuss uh, a few things coming up here in week eight. So uh, since it's the three of us, uh, I figured we'd go ahead and uh, pile on to our previous, um, to our previous, uh, you know, bet. So, so sure, what's we must construct is additional pylons. The loser of this bet is going to have to wear a shirt that the uh, other two people in the bet have picked out. And it's not going to be, well, I mean, you can always wear something over it if it's if it's so embarrassing. You can always wear a sweatshirt over it. We'll, we'll allow for that. Have picked out from what? From that person's collection of shirts? No, no, no. Like, we'll uh, we'll, we'll design a shirt with, like, our, our picture on it or something goofy like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Come on. We, we, we got to keep adding on. We can't make a new bet. We'll never fulfill all of our bets that way. <laughs> okay well um it's fine we're, we're just gonna make vince go along with it because he's not technically in the room for that one it'll be fine go <laughs> just just let's move okay. forward here all right uh so i just t- Let, well you're talking about doing over-unders so let's let's talk about some of the matchups that that you are uh, gonna be referring to uh and then and then vince we're gonna do a uh, a bet where we have um are you over or under and we're going to add that on to the existing bet we have. Does that sound great? Sounds great. Okay. So, Jason, tell us about the matchups, and then let's um, figure out what our opinions are. And then, you know, uh, write it in a, a piece of limestone uh, forever uh, to uh, be continued in, in perpetuity. You carve it in a piece of limestone. Okay. Uh, so I first, guess if you write it, it would probably just wash away in the rain. Kind of. Yeah, but what if I write it with like a diamond tip pencil? Do you have a diamond tip pencil? Maybe. That seems like it's too Maybe. expensive to be a pencil. You should just melt it down. Oh, it does feel diamonds, down. man. They're cheap. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose with a diamond tip pencil. I'm like, <laughs> who it's does, a diamond. Who does number two? It's work your best for? friend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Marlon Mack is going to Oakland. Uh, this week, so Indy is traveling to the West Coast, but Oakland, they are in full tank mode. Uh, Mac is back. He had a big game against the Bills. Uh, that's the only team in the league that's just a little bit better than the Raiders. They're not as bad as the Raiders, I suppose, because they have won some games that, you know, surprised us. So what's the matchup? Uh, it's going to be the Indy in Oakland. So, so we're, we're talking about Marlon Mack yeah. 
in a half point PPR scoring. We're going to do the half point. Half point. For all these. Um, so Vince's got to bring out his notepad and do his calculations. Hold on. Yeah. Get your slide rule <laughs> out, Vince, and your two. abacus. <laughs> Wait, Don't forget half to carry point. the one. Half point. Uh, so it. I want to start Marlon Mack's line off at 16. And like before, we'll go around. If we're all on the same side, we'll move the line, uh, and we'll you try again. 16 points? 16 points and a half point PPR. This is Oakland. This is Oakland. I uh, will go first, and I'm going to say that he's going to go over 16. Oh, we're moving. Yeah, I will agree with that statement. I will say that Oakland, knowing how many first-rounders they have now, I don't even know how many they're going to have by the time the draft happens. It's like they think if they lose more games, they just keep getting first-round picks. And they're ready to do that. (laughs) I say over, well over. Hmm. Dave is contemplating pushing the line. Or staying He's back. Like, I got two that went one way. I can go the other way. I say over. Ooh. I'll just buy the 16. Just take the 16 the way it is. Um, so we move it to 17 points. I'll stay over on 17 points. Oh, we're just going to keep going this way. Right, we just move the line. Because otherwise we don't have any kind of split. I'll stay over. Okay. Over. I have to redesign this game. <laughs> can I just jump in and say I'll say over 20? No, no. Stop. Stop. Okay, sure. Stop. That may be a good way to, to fix it is to have someone just kind of bid. I'll name that too. It's like an auction. <laughs> no, we can't change the rules of the game now. So let's continue, please. Uh, so we're at 18. I'll go over 18. Over. Over. 19. Over. Over. Under. Okay. That's why he said that. He knew he was going under 20. <laughs> well, that's fine, because now Vince goes first. We only have three players, so everyone gets a chance to be a dick like that. Well, no one's being a dick. you know. Uh, so I have in half-point PPR, Mo and Mack at number 12. Number 12 of all running backs. On top of him, Christian McCaffrey. Below him, on Johnson. Oh, wow. Uh, and that's, very nice. that's where I feel like he belongs. It's, uh, you know... The thing about Mac, like I told Jason earlier, because he acquired him um, off the wire, which was great for his team, is that he will and has been good for the team and successful and explosive until he gets injured, which happens every couple of games. So, yeah. so I'm I hope that you get a stretch of like three, four, or five games out of him. That'd be awesome. I hope so too. I and I don't mean that out. as like an underhanded comment. <laughs> Uh, so next guy we're going to take a peek at is Isaiah Crowell. Oh, that's cool. So he uh, did you see his trends? Oh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. He's alone in the backfield though with the Jets because they put Bilal Powell on IIR today. Oh man! So the Jets have put up over thirty points three times this year, and in their other games they score under twenty points. Uh, the Bears' defense not been playing as well as it had at the beginning of the year. So was Crowell going to put up a big game like he does occasionally? Uh, or is it an even week and it's not going to work out for him? So we'll start the line on Isaiah Crowell at 10 points. Dave, before we start, though, what do you have him ranked at? Uh, we're, we're still talking about half PPR, right? Yeah. So I have Isaiah Crowell uh, right below Duke Johnson, which is funny because they were Duke. on the same team previously, uh, and above Wendell Smallwood. Um, to give a little more context, that's above him, uh, Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, TJ Yeldon, Duke Johnson. Below him, Wendell Smallwood, Matt Breda, Alex Collins, and Raheem Mostert. Uh, I like Mostert. Are you familiar with him? Raheem Mostert, yeah. 
Uh, I just want him to be on the all-French team. I don't know that it's like a <laughs> Rahim Mostier. <laughs> Clearly, these guys are not French. Come on, just let me put him on the team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we have standards on the French team. Dave. I have Isaiah Crowell at number twenty-six, so I think he's an RB three this week. I and think that Ricky Jean Francois will be the determination. <laughs> Ricky Jean, Francois. are you more French than him? That's a good. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> so, what was the number of his ranking? Twenty-six. In twenty-six. Back? Okay, so ten points seems reasonable for the number twenty-six running back. Uh, that's where we're going to start it. Vince, you go first. I normally would. I think that's a very good mark right there for him. Do you want to call 10 points? So, but I'm just saying, be, being in Chicago. If you call 10 and he's like within a half a point of that, we'll just give you the win. You okay with that, Dave? I don't know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're creating new rules. Well, here, here's the thing. I'm making it up as I go along. Being in Chicago, everybody's been talking about Return of the Mac being fucking Khalil Mac, And I think the real Return of the Mac is fucking Marlon Mack this year. I think the guy is awesome. But I think this, I think right now. But Marlon Mack isn't coming to Chicago. He's not coming to Chicago, but we just talked about him. That's why I brought it up. Okay. Um, I think that they hold him to, if anything, at the most 10 points. So I will say under, unless you give me. That bet you just said, and I'll take I'll take the you take the ten within a point of we're 10. just gonna have who are we to, talking about Vince? Here you go under. <laughs> who are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about uh, fucking. Uh, why am I swearing a bunch? Uh, fuck Isaiah Crowell. Yes, yeah. all right, all right. He's like, he's like, I don't even think he knows what we're talking about. I, 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 was I, I, I wanted to say Mac a bunch of times. I know, I, know. I said it like eight times. I had to like stop and. Okay, so do you want you want the ten within half points? No, he wants to go under. Yeah, I'll go to. under. We're not going to just make up things. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'll go under. I'm also going to go under. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say over, um, because I think that he's going to go over ten points. All right, bucking I mean, the trend. That's, that's just the way it goes. Crowelling. <laughs> I suppose I should have pushed it. Squawk. Pushed it to nine. Yeah, if you were going to go, you should have definitely done that. Uh, and then finally, we'll talk about Keelan Cole, who um, it seems to be ranked uh, as if he should start on your fantasy team every week. And the projections that all the major sites are giving him are as if he should start on your fantasy team every week. But if you look at his numbers, you would say, I don't want that guy starting on my fantasy team ever. Uh, so <laughs> Keelan Cole is um, you know, on a team that's struggling. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been bad. Cole has of the last three games, the last four games, uh, seven points is his high. Other than that, he's got one point five and two point one and two point one. Is it my turn to uh, it's start? Brutal. So the Jaguars are going to England to face the Super Bowl champs. Um, Cole's getting targets, which is weird, uh, but he's not producing. Uh, but Blake Bortles plays well. So Dave, where <laughs> is Keelan Cole ranked on your rankings? Fifty three. Okay. Um, we'll start the line at eight points. Under. Okay, I also go under eight. I think that uh, it will be under as well because I think that I know that he plays well. Blake Bortles that being on in England, but it's a different team this year with Jalen Ramsey's comments and stuff. I think he's under. Okay. And Dave, where do you where do you stand on seven? Under. Under seven as well. I'm going to go ahead and say over seven. I'll say... Uh, I, I kind of meant to say over last time. I want to say at. This is confusing. Just to be all three different. Exactly. Exactly seven. Exactly but I'll say seven. under because I think it's closer to under than over. Hey, 6.9 is under. Well, I happen to like uh, Keelan Cole since we're on the subject, etc. 
But uh, what's interesting is over the past couple of weeks, the number one receiver has changed from Keelan Cole to Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief is now the number one receiver there if you look at targets. Um, and um, fantasy points are an aside. Uh, if you, look, you have to look at the NFL team. And uh, he has the, the targets, he has the receptions, and he is who uh, uh, Blake, Blake Bortles is, is trying to pass to right now. So I, I think he's moving away from, um, from Cole to Moncrief, which is why you're seeing that trend. And it's pretty obvious that he's not going to be passing to him that much during that game. Now, you guys could, could certainly win. Jason went over on seven, right? Right. So he only needs a touchdown. And so one yeah, touchdown, you win. It. Yeah. And you're just thinking that uh, probably that, that Bortles overperforms uh, uh, this particular week. Anything that resembles a good performance is an overperformance at this point. Oh, he hates Bortles so much. I like Bortles. Bortles is the best. I'm not, sure that he's like an awesome dude. Not enough time for this. You know Jason Mendoza. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, that was a good place. That was it's a, a good place, okay. Joe. And they even said this year, he's like, I don't know. The judge was like, uh, Bortles, is he good? Is he, ba- is he bad? Nobody knows. <laughs> I, I, I do need Mike, more Mike Sure in my life. Everyone does. Okay. Uh, so uh, can we do the tiebreaker really quick? Can you all think of a, a total for the Monday night game? Are you ready, Vince? I'm already what? ready. Can you give me a total for the Monday night? No, I, have, I, don't, I haven't looked at it at all, really. Either. Oh, Dave. It's just a tiebreaker for a silly bet. It's the it's the Patriots at the Bills. Okay, you guys go first, and I'll go after you. No, the whole idea is to just say it all at the same time. But I don't know. I don't have an educated guess. Then we'll I do it later. All right. Oh, I'm, re- I'm ready. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You guys go ahead. I'll go after you. Thank you, Vince, for being a good sport, but Dave spoiled it. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm okay with it. I'm just a spoiler. Oh. I just We're like the music. <laughs> So, yeah, we are going to uh, take that bet and go ahead and um, have the winner, uh, the, the two winners, choose a shirt for the loser to wear to our uh, bet. And if it's a ridiculous shirt uh, and you don't like it, then just wear a jacket over it and be that way. That's not fair. What a terrible bet. Is it? Is it fair? Like if yeah. you're if you're a fucking wuss, then just don't wear it. Well, I mean, if you get a <laughs> if you get a shirt and it's like a picture of a dog's butthole, I'm not gonna be like, oh, that's awesome! I can't wait to show it Jason, off. Jason, this is your bet. You can't. You, you can't. can also say that sucks. I can't wait to get this bet over with. You can't create the bet and then say, but if you don't like it, it's fine. I I'm <laughs> brought up the jacket it. thing because you seem to object to the bet. No, I was I was worried because uh, Vince was not here to be uh, an inquiring audience to the bet. Oh, I appreciate that, Dave. I'm still with Dave on this one. All right, fine. I'm saying let's do it. If we're gonna do, you are uh, definitely not saying let's do it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm saying if we're gonna do a uh, bet where like you have to wear it, then you gotta wear it. You can't cover it up with a jacket. Okay, I'll and, unless that, that jacket part. is also purchased by those two guys and they put something on the jacket. Unless too. it's part of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, if there's if there's like. Just gaping asshole. I mean, you have to wear it. <laughs> Own it. Own it. By the way, let's not do that, please. No gaping assholes. <laughs> Hopefully it's like a fantasy football joke or something and not that. <laughs> I'm like leaning into the microphone to laugh at that joke. It's but pretty... but if it is, I mean, you got to do it. Right? I mean, like, Roseanne blew up. I, I believe UFOs killed her. Is that what happened? It was... Uh... Yep. 
Yeah, UFOs, opioids, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so anything can happen. <laughs> Just don't tweet any racist stuff. Well, not no on our channel, sir. <laughs> can they on our channel? No, well, nobody can. It's us. They sure can. <laughs> We're the ones who tweet. Don't let when Ben's, there's Don't let Ben's tweet. <laughs> well, don't give him Ambien and let him tweet. Oh. That's a South Park reference. No, that's the Roseanne thing. They took it from Roseanne. Sure, sure. Okay. Anyways, I think we can wrap it up pretty much. <laughs> Are we going to stay over the line? We're at the end our, of our... What our, what our Monday is? Night Football is? No, we have to give Dave time to research the total for Monday Night Football. <sighs> hey, I, I... No, I totally concur, Vince. <sighs> he agreed with me earlier. No, I agree with you that we shouldn't be able to hide This our... guy needs more shots. <laughs> I can apply a stat correction to him in just a moment. <laughs> Hold on a moment. We're going to retroactively apply this. We're, we're doing shots we, before we, we should have a We should have a show later on the season that um, is just about the different kinds of leagues you can start and like the, the positives about those kinds of leagues. What kind are we going to start next year? Because we seem to start a league every year It can't still. go on forever. <laughs> we should do a zombie. Or during the football season, I'll literally What's the zombie lose, league? I've I'll heard of that, my Vince. job. That's what I sent you the link. It's where, it's where you decide that everybody drafts an entire team, and then you only pick from the waiver wire. Oh, right. But if you, if you win, you get to swap one of your yeah, starters. Yeah, but that's not a new league. Starters. That's like one person joining an existing league because he really wants to be in it and really, please, pretty please, can I get in there? Sure, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> it's fun to watch. I, I also kind of like the idea, but, oh, my God. Can, you imagine, teams... can you imagine joining a dynasty league and not having anybody and just picking from the waiver wire, you would literally take like 20 years to be a good team. Yeah, but I've got people that want to do that in our league. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. Not 20 years, because you, you get the first round pick every year until you're good. Right. But uh, let's say eight years. Like, I think you'd be, be good in four years. I would no, say four to five years. You wouldn't have enough guys. The, the, the level of talent would, would take too long to There's get... guys in our dynasty league who pretty much have nobody that they started with. Uh, well, this is this, that's too big of a discussion I, to, to enter into. I have, no, I have nobody I started with, I don't think. I'm checking that right now, actually. Because you famously like were just super bad at the beginning my, of the year. I had all old players. Your oldest player is Brandon Cooks from 2014 uh, that's in your starting lineup right now. And I, I did not draft him in the first year. Or I did. Adrian Peterson traded for 2014. How'd that work out for you? Well, actually, pretty well. All right, guys. Well, let's let, we can move this offline, but but point is, I would love to do a show where we talk about uh, new, different kinds of leagues to really spice up, you know, uh, everybody's fantasy football operations. Uh, and and I want you guys to have a room in your house that says fantasy football operations in tape over the room. Fantasy football, probably at a diagonal, probably at a color that's. Do not enter with a backwards R. I yeah. have that. And uh, your wife hates it, but you know you're continuing to do it, so we appreciate that. Um, that's really what we're going for here uh, this evening, and and again in perpetuity. That's my favorite phrase perpetuity. of the day. So Vince, perpetuity to you, to you, my friend, and to Jason, whose birthday it was, but won't be for a really long time. It was also your birthday at one point, and it won't be for a while. That's and also Vince's. That's true for everyone. It is true for everyone. Just like how Jordy Nelson will be a WR two. That Cheers. is true for Jordy, and not for long. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it like a threat? 
No, it's just like our birthdays. Our birthdays happen, then not for long, and then it's gone. Just don't be sending Jordan Nelson any packages with like white powder around him. <laughs> you know, like let's let's settle it down a little bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jordan. Well, it was it was such a good night, guys. 